The first four and a half years, I couldn't even think of dating. I had to work on myself. Jones Beach has a boardwalk, and I'd go in the evenings just to get out of where I was to get get among people. They'd be walking hand in hand on the on 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 the boardwalk, and here I am, nobody, single. <laughs> Went to Times Square just for something to do. Walked down Times Square, people there tour holding hands, walking, and there I am, all by myself. I went went to a New York Yankees game up in the nosebleed section. The only thing I could afford, alone, just by myself. I will admit, I was I went on Christian Mingle. Started attending the church back that I had pastored there, and I I I, I knew Kathy. She was single. I said to her, I said, look, can I sit with you? During church service, because I'm sitting by myself and she's sitting by herself, and so then the Valentine banquet came up, and I just said, to, "She had nobody to take. I had nobody to take. You, you want to go together? Let's go." So we went, and we just did things together. That's all. I opened the door for her, and I look at her, and and I I looked her in the face, and I said, "I I think." I'm falling in love with you. And she looks at me, she says, you think? This is Shady Grove Radio, episode number 61, and the voice you just heard was that of Warren Delling. Warren was a pastor for 34 years before his life was rocked by divorce. That left him as a, a single man all alone. And now here's his story of recovery. The first four and a half years, I couldn't even think of dating. I mean, I just, emotionally, myself, I had to work on myself. I mean, just, I and dating didn't even come into my mind. I, I wasn't interested. And I remember going out to, to Coney Island, going out, you people that are from New York, you're going to know these places, Coney Island and Jones Beach and and Times Square and the New York Yankees games. And I went to all of them, and I, 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 Jones Beach has a boardwalk, and I'd go in the evenings just to get out of where I was to get get among people. And I, I, I they'd be walking hand in hand on the on 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 the boardwalk, and here I am, nobody, single. I went to Times Square just for something to do. Walk down Times Square, people there tour holding hands, walking, and there I am, all by myself. I went went to a New York Yankees game. I, I'm a Yankees fan, especially when they're doing well. And uh, uh, sat up in in the bleacher, not the bleachers, but up in the nosebleed section. The only thing I could afford, and you know, alone, just by myself. And I made a promise to myself, Dan. I, I went to those places. I made a promise, and I told the Lord, Lord, when you send somebody into my life. And I, I did want to get married again uh, when I was ready. When you send somebody into my life and we marry, I am going to take them to these three places. Jones Beach, and I'm going to walk with her on the wo- boardwalk holding her hand. I'm going to take her to Times Square, 
and we're going to walk down the center of Times Square, and I'm going to be holding her hand, and I'm going to take her to a Yankees game, and together we're going to sit there and root for the Yankees. And, you know, I did get remarried eight years later, but I can tell you this. When I stood at the altar and exchanged vows, I was healed emotionally. The mistake a lot of people make because of loneliness, they jump into a relationship and they're not ready for it. They haven't healed inside their own lives. If you think dating is easy now, it was a whole lot easier back in the early 1970s, I'll tell you. <laughs> it is different today, folks. Really different. Just different. I, I, I will admit, I, was, I went on Christian Mingle. I, my name was on there. I, ha, I had a you know, nice, nice, but when you're, on, if you've been on Christian Mingle, you know what I'm going to tell you. But if you haven't, you know, lots of times people will post pictures, but they're not pictures in the present. And, you know, when I met my wife, Kathy, now she, she was in the church in Buffalo when I pastored there, Okay. I knew her as a friend. There was never, and pe- people may be thinking, oh, so you knew this person from, you know, don't run ahead of me. There was never anything, you know. I didn't think that she was, uh, well, there was nothing between. She was She was very smart. She was a school teacher. Uh, I asked her to serve on the board because she was very intelligent. She was the first woman to serve on our, our, our deacon board, you know, in the church. And I asked her also if she would be willing to be the Sunday school superintendent because she's, she was a very organized person. And she did the work well. And I knew, you know, she could be trusted with the work. But that, that, that was it. And, uh, so when I, uh, uh, Sold the house in Kentucky. I I got a phone call about ministry in Buffalo with an organization that dealt with men that came out of prison. And I started attending the church back that I had pastored there. I had talked with the pastor there. I knew him. He was a youth pastor when I was pastoring that church. He was in another church as a youth pastor. He said, they call, he always called me pastor. Yeah, come back. And I remember the first Sunday I went back to that church. How are they going to look at me? What are they going to think? They knew me. I mean, I was here for eight years preaching. What? A... But I went and I walked in the door. It's going to make me cry. First, first person that met me, her name was Sheila, just an old timer in the church. Good. They used to call them mothers in Israel. You know, just just. She came over, because everybody knew what happened. She came over to me. She put her arms around me. She said, Pastor, I'm so happy that you're here. And I never got anything negative from the people. Uh, the pastor would have me fill in every so often if he needed. And it was an outlet for me to do what God had called me to do, to preach. And uh, uh, and I, 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 I knew Kathy. She was single. Uh, this is her first marriage. She'd never been married before. And so, you know, 
we just talked, and, I, and again, when I say there was nothing, but there was absolutely nothing between us. And I can be honest with you, and I can tell you that a man and a woman can have a friendship, and there'd be nothing going on, if you know what I mean. And we were just, we were good friends. We just were friends. So I, I, I said to her, I said, look, can I sit with you during church service? Because I'm sitting by myself and she's sitting by herself. I said, there's nothing but, you know, let's sit together. So we sat together. Oh, well, that, when we started sitting together, everybody, oh, they, they had us pegged in the church. Oh, there must be something going on. Oh, Pastor and Kathy, because they, they, they loved Kathy too. She's a good, good Christian. Oh, there must, and there wasn't. There wasn't. And so then the Valentine banquet came up, and I just said to she had nobody to take. I had nobody to take. You you want to go together? Let's go. So we went, and we just did things together. That's all. Uh, but, oh, you know, there was. Uh, so uh, finally I ended up leaving Buffalo and moving to North Carolina. My brother had an apartment in his basement that he would rent out. It was open. He said, Warren, why don't you come here? I remember calling him on the phone. I woke up. It was a Thanksgiving morning. And it was thank, and I'm all alone. And I, I said to him, Warren, what are you doing here? What, what, there's nothing here. And I remember calling him on the phone, talking with him. So, and we hung up and about, Three days later, he calls on the phone again. He says, uh, Warren, I, I spoke with my wife, and he said, we want you to come down to North Carolina and spend Christmas with us. He says, if you can't afford the plane fare, we'll, we'll, we'll pay. I said, no, I, I, I can't. I said, how long can I stay? As long as you want. Well, you know, I learned from the book of Proverbs, don't, don't stay too long in a place <laughs> because, you know, you don't want to uh, – well, anyway, so I flew down there, and I'll tell you, to be with family and see my nieces and my nephews, and everybody was together, and fun, and I I hadn't been with family for any holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas, for eight years. Not family, because everybody had... My sons went with their mother and, you know, and, uh, uh, so this was the first, first family. I mean, I was with friends and I helped out at the church in Thanksgiving. They always had a dinner. So I would help with the dinners and, you know, to, to do something. I can't describe to you. It just, it's, it, it drew, it drew me closer. We became closer. I mean, it's not that we weren't close, but this was more of a bonding time. So then he calls again and he says, Warren, he says, why don't you come, why don't you move to North Carolina? I got a place open. You know, it's an apartment and, and I, the person just left. We were renting it out. Come. And so there were three things that I had that were possibly jobs in ministry. And so I just went to the Lord in prayer. I said, Lord, I don't know if these things are going to, three things, what's going to work out? Maybe nothing. But if they don't work out, then I'll take it from you that I should move. And none of them worked out. 
And so I ended up moving to North Carolina and the few sticks of furniture I had and moved in there. But I told Kathy, I said, Kathy, look, you know, I'm moving to, to North Carolina. Now, if there was anything going on, if, if I had felt anything for her or vice versa, I wouldn't have moved. Yeah. But I moved. And that should have showed people, hey, you've been wrong. But I did tell her, I said, look, it, you know, if you ever get a chance, you know, my brother's got a spare bedroom upstairs. I'm in my... And, uh, you know, come and uh, there's a nice zoo around in North Carolina in Ashboro. I said, we could, you know, and we just left it there. And I moved and, and, and that was it. I got a job. I won't name the church, but it's a it's a large it was one of the larger churches in uh, in North Carolina. And uh, I got on the working staff in there as maintenance, you know, cleaning. And so I had to be there like at. 10.30 at night or 9 o'clock at night with others, and then we got out like 1 o'clock in the morning. Long story short, I lifted something too heavy, got a hernia. Had to have surgery. And uh, I was supposed to go back. So I was going to be out all the month of September. So I got on the phone. I said, Kathy, you know, I, I heard, why don't you plan to come down and spend a few days? I mean, I, I'm not working. And... I, We'll go around. They got museums. She'd never been to this area. I got a, they got a nice zoo, stuff like that. So she flew in. I picked her up at the airport, uh, uh, Piedmont Airport. I took her in. She I'm back. We went. <laughs> she was so funny. She because on the phone she told me she, we had been talking. She says, "Look, I want to give you permission that." If you want to hold my hand or do, because she knew I wouldn't, you know, she wasn't looking for anything, but just, so I can, I can, I, I left. They, 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 they had something in one of the museums back then. It was about the Titanic and they had, so I took her to the museum and I saw her and we're, we're talking there and I went just to put my arm around her shoulder and Dan, that was the most awkward. Ah, I can't explain. Oh, just was, I, 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 you know, it wasn't that I was just very. It was for me. It was just very, very awkward. I felt so out of place. But uh, we had a good time together. She was down here for about four days, and I, and and. One morning I woke up, it was like at four o'clock because I, st I began to start feeling feelings for her then when she came, which I'd never had before. And I always prayed when I was looking to find someone, I remember I'd always go into prayer and I would pray a prayer like this and I'd pray, Lord, in a world, of course back then there's more now, but I said, in a world of seven billion people, I said, there's got to be someone out there for me. And I said, Lord, even if they are on the other side of the world, I said, you can cause by divine providence our paths to cross. But, Lord, I prayed, if that should ever happen or when I meet the right person, I want to know in my heart this is the one. Okay, and With the others I dated, just they were nice, but they just weren't there. And I started feeling 
feelings to her. And I didn't, is this just me? God, is this? So one morning I woke up, but she was still there. She was going to be leaving in two days. And I started, I, I started praying, Lord, is this you? Because I don't want something that's not of you. Is this just me? Yeah, because lots of times you can feel things yourself, but God, is this you? If it is, then show me. Little did I know, now you talk, little did I know, she had woken up that morning around the same time she was upstairs. She was feeling the same thing. And she was praying the same thing I was praying downstairs. Lord, is this you? Is this, you know, if it is. All right, I took her out that day, and they were having a big, I think they still do. She was in, in into antiquing, so they had a big antiquing thing someplace out. I forget where it was, but I knew she liked it, so I took her there. And we walked around, and we were holding hands and walked around. We finally got back to the car, <laughs> and I opened the door for her, and I look at her, and, and I, I looked her in the face, and I said, I, I think I'm falling in love with you. And she looks at me. She says, you think? You know, just like, you think? Well, I'm just, just telling her the truth. I think, she says, well, I already have. And uh, then from there, we found out that we had both been praying. But Dan, I can tell you, with her, it was like, putting on a glove. Remember O.J. Simpson? If, if the glove doesn't fit, you must equip or whatever he said. This glove fit on just like it was tailored for me. And there was a deep peace in in my heart. And so we went back and I, I, I she was leaving the next day. And I, I said to her, I said, will you marry me? Because I said, you know, I'm, I said, I'm 62. I said, I don't want to wait five years. I may not be around in five years. I said, will you marry me? And she said, yes, I will. And so I gave her some, but she said, I want you to come up to Buffalo and officially ask me with a ring and everything else. So this was September. I flew up there in November. I took her to the jewelry store. I let her pick out the ring. And guys, if you're thinking of getting engaged, let your wife pick out the, uh, your, your fiance pick out the ring. She picked out a nice ring. And then we went down to the waterfront in Buffalo and we sat there together. And I said, Kathy, I love you. I said, I believe God's brought you into my life. I said, will you marry me? She said, yes, I will. And I put the ring on her finger and this coming March is going to be 12 years. Uh, we're married, and we're good for each other. We're, we're good for each other. Yeah, she had to adjust. She'd never been married before. I had to adjust. It's a different person, but I'm happy. Yeah, I went, took her to Jones Beach, took her to Times Square, and I took her to Yankee Stadium, and it just happened that the Yankees, they had a Subway series, and they were playing the Mets. Everybody heals at their own pace. Everybody is different. And the bottom line is, I, I would tell a person, you're not in a race with anybody else. 
you need to heal at your pace. Some people heal quicker than others. It's like some people can lose weight faster than others. You're not in a race. But with the help of God and the tools that you get and the course that you get uh, with divorce care, you start your journey. And it's a day-by-day process. Father, I I, I come to you in Jesus' name. And uh, I know that there are people that are listening to this, although I don't know them personally, or I don't know their name, I don't know where they live, but they're listening, and they're going through this, or they've been through it, and they're still trying to get on the road to healing. Father, I, I pray you would speak to their hearts by your Holy Spirit, and encourage them as I'm praying right now, speak to their hearts and say, this is what you need to go to. This is a ministry you need in your life. And I pray you would direct them. I pray you will help them. I pray you will give them strength. Lord, we all need help at times in life. As someone said, no man is an island unto himself. And so the help is here. The encouragement will be here. Uh, You've heard my story. I'll be facilitating this. I've been through it. And I can tell you that there is healing. And there are brighter days ahead. And uh, we want to help you get on the right road so that you too, one day, you may be facilitating a group like this because you've gone through it and you're able to help others that are hurting. That was Pastor Warren Delling at Shady Grove Wesleyan Church telling his personal story, his ministry, 34 years as a pastor, And then his life was rocked by divorce. And he is leading a divorce care discipleship group at Shady Grove. It runs from the 13th of September to the 6th of December. But you can jump in anytime. Just go to shadygrove.net forward slash ministries and scroll down. You'll see the divorce care link there on that page. Thank you for joining us today on Shady Grove Radio. I'm Dan Loggins, and if you have any questions about anything you heard on Shady Grove Radio today, send me an email, dan at shadygroveradio.com. Dan at shadygroveradio.com.